Empire has been described as a hip-hop version of the classic soap opera Dynasty. Others say it's a play on King Lear or A Lion in Winter. Whichever model you choose, it's damn entertaining. It's the story of a rap mogul and his loving, dysfunctional, backstabbing, money-grabbing, chart-topping, drip-dropping family. Let's start with Dad, the patriarch, Lucius Lyon. He's sick. He's dying. They said I got like three years at best. Or maybe dying. In any case, he has to pick one of his three sons to run his empire. That's his record label. It's called Empire. Son number one is Andre. The one law of business states that uh, this video is about a million dollars over budget. He's the only one who doesn't make music, but he does have a business degree. We're launching an IPO, right? Son number two is Jamal. He's gay, but dad's not a fan of that. You see my son become somebody's bitch? However, Jamal has the voice of an angel and the guts to stand up for anything. My obedience is no longer for sale. Son number three is Hakeem. We showed him I'm the king. He's a player. Bet you they believe it. Well, he thinks he is. When this video drop, it's gonna put Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and all them cats on notice. And then, there's mom. The name's Cookie, ask about me. She's the glue that holds everything together and the pipe bomb that blows everything apart. Are we gonna have some problems? And that's it. That's the story. Well, almost all of it. Unless you count Judd Nelson badly miscast as Lucius's arch-rival, Snoop Dogg playing himself, Jennifer Hudson as Andre's musical therapist, Naomi Campbell as Hakeem's cradle-robbing yet vulnerable arm candy, Raven Simone as gay Jamal's ex-wife who carried Jamal's father's baby, Courtney Love as... It's got Cookie... It's got Mariah, it's got Bling, it's got Drip, Drop, Drip, Drippity, Drop. That's quite a party, right? Right? And this is Empire After Party from WNYC. My name is Joe Zan Cummings, and I love Empire. I love the WTF moments. I love the drama. I love the music. I love those crazy Lions boys. I love Lucius's scarves. I love how Cookie walks into every building like she owns it. All that stuff to love. And yet, sometimes I still have problems with it. And that's why we watch every Wednesday. Because we love to hate it. And sometimes we hate to love it. I'm a writer who's written about hip-hop, R&B, television. I even wrote about Empire last season for Billboard.com. Nobody had any idea, not even myself, how big it would become, how 17 million people would tune into the finale, how this would become one of the most talked about, tweeted about, memed about shows on television. That, my friends, that's a cultural phenomenon. For the next 18 weeks, I'll be here in your ear talking about Empire with other people who love it and other people who might not love it as much. We'll talk about the serious stuff. We'll talk about the silly stuff because we know Empire has both in large supply. This whole show is what we call a hot mess. And I'm going to need somebody 
to help me clean it up. Okay. Um, I'm Carl Swanson. I'm editor-at-large at at New York Magazine and Vulture.com. I wrote a piece called The Age of Empire Behind the Scenes as TV's ruling hip-hop label prepares for season two, which you can find on Vulture.com. For his piece, Carl spent some time in the presence of Lee Daniels, the show's creator, and I wanted to see if he could help me get into the mind of this crazy creative genius. I think he, you know, he's a provocateur. I think he has a team around him that are, that that sort of encourage that feeling of let's just let's push it. Now, if it didn't work, then that would be something else. Right. <laughs> you know, if people didn't watch it, if I mean, I know that there were people, um, you know, who were reluctant towards the show. Was that you? You know what actually what really made me ha- with the show is, and this is the thing that really made me sort of sold me on it was the scene where Lucius was talking to Andre, and it was in in you know in during the sort of boardroom coup when he sort of like had 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 derailed that, and you know he said um, you know the, the reason he didn't trust him was because you know basically he 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 assimilated. I can't trust you. Why don't you trust me, Dad? The moment you brought that white woman into my house. I knew then I couldn't trust you. I knew then that you didn't want to be a part of my family. She has nothing to do with this, and you know it. I wanted to talk to you, though, a little bit about your encounter, your time mm-hmm. with Lee Daniels, because mm-hmm. you actually got some time with him. Yes. Do you see him as being a mogul uh, in Hollywood? Like, a, And did you get any sense that he wants to remain this powerful and only... You know, oh, he wants to, he wants to be so much more powerful than he is now. I mean, he is just finally has finally where he, you know, the beginning I suspect of where he wants to be. Right. That was a great moment in the story where he, he the antidote that he told about Whitney Cummings. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fact that Whitney Cummings and Lee Daniels are just two friends. Oh, of like, course they hanging are hanging out. Right? I know. Which I, mean, I wouldn't. Guess beforehand, but when no, it was, of course was not. Like, there was oh, no context for it either. He just sort of like he's I was like, like, well, now why are you doing this show? And he said, well, let me tell you, you know, it's two reasons. The first is, you know, like Whitney Cummings came over, and we were talking, <laughs> and you know, I had this check, and it was, and I, and and uh, you know, and then and she said, oh, I got a check like that every week. She said, you got to do TV. How shocked were you when the popularity of the show was surging? Um, what what do you think was behind that? Yeah, I mean, it did sort of feel like it might have been sort of a, um, yeah, like a niche thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it shows you also that they know how people want to see themselves on television. Right. And so, and, and one of the things that the show not only did is I think it actually it gathered together this sort of interesting sort of like a, um, coalition of african-american women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're you know and and that's a tv watching audience and that's a yeah. lot of people so you begin there and then you sort of add on to that mm-hmm. and you end up with 17 million people right and you don't necessarily have to have i mean 17 million people is just a it's old school it's an old school way of like of tv I, I, it's like tv like the way that people when people used to watch tv together right, right. for me empire was incomplete without twitter I don't know. Oh, that's interesting, it, yeah. It, to me, it made it imp- appointment television. Absolutely. I wasn't live tweeting about it the next morning when I was watching it on Hulu. Um, no, completely. I think that is, uh, um, uh, that's definitely something that is really interesting about 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 right, the show. I mean, right. it does, you know, Twitter has required you, and everyone on the show, mm-hmm. it, you know, are, um, are active social media people. Right. And it's interesting the way that when you really look at, like, you know, their Instagrams and things like that, too, you really sort of feel like, 
they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like they actually are like palling around, right, and right. enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, like there's a there's a lot of joy um, I got from being around everybody. I mean, I know, I know it's also part of just being in a successful show, right? But there's a kind of feeling of like we got away with something, which yes. I've never seen. Yes. There, a lot of the people in the show really were not very big stars. No, they weren't, I mean, including Taraji has an Oscar nomination. Right. She had one. I have personally been a big Taraji, Taraji P. Henson fan for a long time. You got some time with her. Right. Press. She's really liking it, like being um, being famous. <laughs> the, yeah, this is her, this yeah. Is, this is her moment. You know, when I asked her, I said, well, you know, when did you know the show was taking off? And she said, well, I, you know, I'm a big social media user. And she said it was in the second week, and I was looking at my timeline, and she said I saw a bunch of faces. And then she kind of, like, circled my face with her, her, right, right, her cookie nails because right. she had these that cookie was, nails This on. was a great moment. Go ahead. And, uh, and she said I knew, and I saw faces like yours, and I knew that, the, that, that it was taking off. Right. And one of the goals of the show for, on the part of, uh, um, of Lee is, uh, you know, is to keep it – authentic to keep it you know as as real as he can and one of the ways that he he does that he had a really unconventional casting process mm-hmm. you know he has he has, you know he has like these award winning like actors in the middle of it of course um and that's why the show but he also has people like Port, you know the woman who plays Portia yeah Taronda uh, Jones Taronda Jones yes and um and she you know she said you know I, I was called in there I'd never been an actress before and I thought I was I it was something about she had sort of like she wanted to meet it. she wanted to meet Terrence Howard because she thought Terrence Howard was going to start a hustle and flow rap rap <laughs> and she was a rapper and she was like just and she short. didn't know what was going on she had no idea what was going on and they met her and then they and then and then she met Lee and then um and he said you're perfect right and she's a like, great but she didn't know who Lee was and, and she, she had was to go still like, Google she was still like where's Terrence Howard I'd, <laughs> totally. I'd still like to meet him <laughs> I know. um I don't know when I can but. Yeah, and then she and then she and she got you know and then and she was and she was working as a um, a nutritionist yeah, at and, a nursing home I yes, think yes and um and it really shows you like you know that that um and she was sitting there going well she had another job offer right for another at another hospital or something yes. and then she was waiting to to like figure mm-hmm. out okay and I got mm-hmm. this and she's like well you know what do I do and I'm looking for mm-hmm. a sign mm-hmm. and then her brother who who had been killed um. You know, had given her his watch, right? And he had, and and the watch went off, and she she said, "What is that? What is that?" And she said, "Now I'm still waiting for my that, sign." That. And it was so interesting because you realize that, like, w- you know, one of the, um, one of the ideas of the show is 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 about the American dream. And the idea is, right. is is that is the that like you know you can because of your of your talent and just who you are, you can become very famous and very powerful. Right. right. And it actually is the case for people in the show. What are you looking forward to in season two? I'm looking forward to uh, to watching Jamal and seeing him uh, yes. take over. Yes. And uh, you know, one of the things that Lee told me is that you know he's going to turn into Michael Corleone this season. Yes. And I'm going to be really, I'm really interested in seeing how how that works. Yes. So Carl's excited to see what happens with Jamal in season two. But I want to know, what are you excited about in season two? We'll be watching episode one on Wednesday, and we want you to watch it with us. Tweet at us at Empire Podcast. Tweet at me at C. Then come back on Thursday after the show has premiered so you can go ahead and relive all that craziness all over again. 
I am Josanne Cummings, and I am out of here like Lucius stole something. All right, we're out. Drinks.